is Sash and welcome to the first episode of The Thing with Tech, where I'll talk about the thing with bezel-less smartphones. Let's get straight into it. This entire trend of removing bezels from smartphones started in 2016, when Xiaomi, a very popular Chinese brand, released their Mi Mix smartphone. At around the same time, we came to know that Apple was also planning to release a bezel-less smartphone, which it did with the iPhone X in 2017. And especially since the iPhone X, every manufacturer in the industry started producing bezel-less smartphones. Now you probably think that this was a good move and smartphones should look kind of futuristic with zero bezels and only the display. And I completely agree with you. However, I think that we are ignoring a lot of people who may prefer some features in their smartphones which stopped existing because of going bezel-less. Let me tell you about the drawbacks of the bezel-less revolution. The first and possibly the biggest problem that came with it is that we completely lost small smartphones. I know a lot of you out there would agree with me on this. Currently, we have smartphones which range anywhere from 5.7 to 6.7 inches. Just two years ago, I remember when 5.5 inches was the biggest display size we could get. And a lot of people found even that to be too big. A lot of people preferred 4.5 or 5 inches. But now it's all gone. In fact, I've seen a lot of people who haven't upgraded from their iPhone SE just because there are no good small and compact phones available now. The small phones available now are still at least 5.7 inches. The saddest part is that manufacturers aren't even trying to make smaller phones. Every new phone is either the same size or even bigger than the previous one. There exists a huge audience who would like to have smaller phones, but they are being forced to use large ones. I feel that some small phones should still exist in the market for people who may want to buy them. But that's not all. Another big problem with this bezel-less revolution is that we have completely stopped seeing rugged and durable smartphones like the Galaxy S7 Active which we saw back in 2016. Right now, we only have phones which have glass on both the sides and are easily breakable. I remember back in the day when everyone made fun of iPhones for breaking too easily. But there's hardly any modern phone which won't break at least partially after a 3-foot drop. You may say that this isn't the fault of bezel-less displays, but I disagree. You see, phones with huge displays don't look very good in an aluminium or plastic body, which is why we are seeing even low-segment phones having a glass sandwich design. I'm sure many people who keep dropping their phones or who work in factories or construction would want durable smartphones, but nope. Durability in smartphones is gone and all we have is big fragile pieces of glass which could break in a jiffy. Moving on to our next problem this revolution brought, in-display fingerprint scanners. Before I start, I know a lot of you out there would disagree and say that this isn't really a disadvantage, but hear me out for a second here. First off, I'd like to tell you that this technology was entirely unnecessary. Most of the users had no problem with the fingerprint sensor being on the back of the smartphone, but for some reason, it was removed from there and placed in the front. Now even though they have gotten better in some smartphones, they are still nowhere near perfect. Old school fingerprint scanners are still more secure and accurate. Apple decided to just remove the technology from the iPhone X because it released before the technology was fully developed. iPhone users now can't use their fingerprints to unlock their phone and while Face ID isn't bad, I still feel fingerprint scanners are still more convenient. For most Android users, their phone is unlocked by the time they take it out of their pocket because they know where to place their fingers. 
But for iPhone users, you have to take the phone out of the pocket, look at it and wait for the Face ID to unlock the phone just because of that bezel-less display. Moreover, with the new ultrasonic fingerprint scanners in the new Samsung smartphones, they stopped supporting glass screen protectors. Yes, you heard that right. You can apply plastic screen protectors if you want to, but if you want to apply glass ones, then you have to buy a special type of glass screen protector, which costs two to three times more than the normal glass ones, which you could use before. Samsung even removed their iris scanning technology, which I found really useful and innovative just to accommodate a bezel-less display. And believe it or not, this is not the end of the problems which came with bezel-less screens. Our next problem is curved screens. After almost bezel-less screens, many companies thought how to reduce the bezel-less the bezels on the side of the screens. So they started to curve them to give an effect of almost no bezel. Samsung has been doing that since the S6 Edge and OnePlus joined them this year with the OnePlus 7 Pro. Even Oppo tweeted that they will be curving their screens and called it the waterfall screen. Honestly, I personally love curved screens, but I know a lot of people out there who hate it. Some people say that it results in accidental touches, while others say that they just don't like the experience in general. It also makes the phone less durable because now it has more points of contact with another surface when it falls. A lot of tech YouTubers also don't like the curved screens, but thanks to bezel-less displays, we have just that and it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Next, moving paths. This isn't too bad because it has less points of failure, but more traditional smartphones are still more durable. Nowadays, we have been seeing more and more phones with moving cameras. While, as I said, this isn't too bad, but it's still prone to failure. The camera can get stuck if some debris gets inside the openings, it can break, and it uses a bit more battery too, but again, this isn't something that a lot of people seem to mind. So we will label this as a possible point of failure and not necessarily a disadvantage. Another disadvantage is that we no longer have your normal screens and the normal 16 is to 7 uh, aspect ratio. Now we have longer screens and viewer aspect ratios. This may make sense only to some people, but every smartphone nowadays has a differently shaped screen. Because of this, we don't really have a universal size for videos and games on smartphones. Most videos that we watch have black, black bars on the sides, and most of the games have some part cut out of the screen just so we can have a more immersive experience. Most developers can't develop apps optimized for all the smartphones, so we end up with black bars or just content we can't see. Many people don't mind this, but it's just another thing which is pretty annoying and keeps reminding you that you're using a smartphone with a longer and a weird screen. Last but not the least, the notification LED. Just another thing which was honestly very useful if you get used to it, especially in a formal environment where you can't open your phone to check your notifications. But bezel-less displays just said no. So they're also gone. And even though we can probably have a virtual on-screen notification light, most of the manufacturers don't seem to be doing that. So that's where we are, without a notification LED and having to open our phones every time to look at the notifications. And that is it. In my opinion, these are all the major flaws which came with bezel-less smartphones. Now again, this isn't me telling you that bezel-less smartphones are bad and we should all revolt against them. No, no, no. This is just the other side of the story. I feel like that if we were more gradual with the shift, then we would have figured out a lot more things before we shifted. 
If you remember, going from thick black bezels to almost none happened in just a year. I'd say Samsung was comparatively a bit more gradual, but they still couldn't figure out a better way than a punch hole camera, so I wouldn't say that they were ideal either. Bezel-less smartphones are the future, they definitely are, and they definitely kill the compact and durable phone industry. While we can still bring them back, it seems highly improbable. I guess we have to forget them just like we forgot IR blasters used to exist on smartphones, which was a really useful feature, people. I don't know why they were removed, honestly. But with that, I'll end this episode. Catch you next Wednesday, and thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day.